We have our values. Canada has its values. Let each of us stick to our values and not suppress the other simply because you have more money, I have less money, so you can play around with my head, play around with my rules, play around with my policies, play around with my values, and you think everything is okay. No, it can never be okay. John Henry Weston for LifeSite News, and we are here on another frigid day right outside the Parliament buildings in Canada, the country which is pressuring all of Africa to accept the LGBT and contraception and abortion agenda. And uh, right here inside Parliament is Lucy Akello, a parliamentarian from Uganda, who is actually speaking to a committee of the Foreign Affairs and International Development Department about sexual health and uh, reproductive health for women globally. She's here as one of five speakers to this committee, only two of whom we know are pro-life. We're going to be speaking with her in just a minute. Stay tuned. Hello, LifeSite friends. Aren't you sick of the cancel culture? Aren't you sick of the overlords at YouTube deciding what you'll be able to see and what you won't? Are you sick of them dictating morality and your use of pronouns? Well, we have had enough. With rampant attacks and continuous censorship we face here at LifeSite News, we've decided to bite the bullet. We are taking video into our own hands and we're playing on our own terms rather than the whims of big tech. We have launched our own video platform. Now we have the ability to showcase our important news and views without the risk of being banned and silenced. Defenders of faith, life, family and freedom can now speak freely at LifeSite News without censorship from anti-life, anti-family, anti-faith, anti-freedom folks who seem to run all the big tech companies. This, of course, takes tons of hard work and also your support. So we're in the midst of our quarterly spring fundraising campaign, and we are in need of your support, both prayerful and financial. These fundraising campaigns are vital to our survival and the ability to broadcast the truth for free all around the world. So with the launch of our new video platform, we will be incurring many new ongoing expenses due to the size and bandwidth of our servers the personnel expenses to maintain such a large system, and for new and improved features that we hope to add in the coming months. We must raise our campaign goal of an absolute minimum of $500,000 to continue the fight to withdraw completely from big tech and strengthen our ability to survive in the giant online world. So please donate at the link in the description below. Thank you for your prayers, your support, and your dedication. We are honored to be in this fight with you. May God bless you. So it gives us great pleasure at LifeSite News to have with us one of the parliamentarians from Uganda, uh, Honorable Lucy Akello, who is asked to come here to speak to the parliamentary group dealing with sexual health and reproductive freedom for women globally. Honorable Lucy, uh, welcome to the program and uh, thank you so much for representing the pro-life position here in Canada. Thank you so much, John, for having me here. It is for me such a humbling experience to be here to talk about something that really, really matters to me and it's dear to my heart. So this was very interesting. You went to the committee meeting and uh, you were actually against a lot of different people. Describe for us what happened there. Well, um, I would describe it as being in the den of the lion. 
and uh, I told myself, just like Daniel, he was thrown in there. Uh, he got out unhurt. As you can see, I am at heart. And unhurt. Uh, I feel at peace. I didn't see the, the numbers which were against us. For me, my focus was stating the position clearly as it is, without having to mince my words. And I did just that. That's why I am at peace with my soul. So what did you feel they were encouraging you to do? They were encouraging me to drop the idea of saying abortion is wrong, but rather to accept that abortion is right, and also to accept that abortion is a right, and also to accept that it is a universal right, and also to accept that even if Uganda hasn't legalized abortion, it is a universal right. Even if Uganda is a sovereign state, just like Canada is a sovereign state, it doesn't matter because human rights are universal and it knows no border. That is what they wanted me to believe and they wanted me to drop and they wanted me to accept by hook or crook. But my stand is and will always be Uganda is a sovereign nation, just like Canada is a sovereign nation. We have our values. Canada has its values. Let's, let each of us stick to our values and not suppress the other simply because you have more money, I have less money, so you can play around with my head, play around with my rules, play around with my policies, play around with my, 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 my values, and, uh, and, 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 ev and you think everything is okay. No, it can never be okay. Beautiful. Um, it one of the things is true. Somehow, Canada, America, Europe, although they talk all about, you know, respecting traditions of all these groups and so on, in practice, they're not doing that. They're trying to foist or force their values onto Uganda, onto Kenya, onto a lot of Africa, and they don't care that these are sovereign nations, that they have their own cultures. They're trying to force it anyway. What's your, what's your comment on that? Yes, it is being done by hook or crook. Today I was able to give examples of how they are funding organizations to do everything possible to disorganize our values and traditions, our beliefs. Organizations as, such as Maristops, organizations such as Reproductive Health Uganda, being heavily and heavily funded as opposed to going to fund the real issues that affect a common woman and a poor girl in Africa. For example, my girl, my girl that, that I represent in my constituency needs simple sanitary pads, sanitary towels to stay at school. She needs school fees to stay at school. When she stays at school, she will stay away from unwanted pregnancies. But that's not a priority to them. The priority is about as many children as possible, as many as possible. And I kept asking myself the whole of last night, so these people are pushing for abortion. So how many abortions would a young girl do? For example, a girl who, who they call it unwanted pregnancy. First of all, there's nothing like unwanted pregnancy. Nothing. Every life is beautiful. 
whether it is conceived out of rape, whether it is conceived what they call incest, whether it is life is life. How comes there are some people who never have the opportunity to actually even get children? They have struggled, they have paid money, but still they would never hear the cry of a child. So for me, life is beautiful. Life itself is a miracle. And that is why I was also able to tell them today in my culture, in my tradition, once a woman says I am pregnant, this woman is treated with so much value and respect because they know she is carrying life. And should this child get out through a miscarriage, this child, whether we know the sex or not, whether it is just the blood that comes out, will be accorded a decent burial, just like you would accord a big person a burial. How did you feel they accepted your message? Um, you know, was it with, um, did, did they give you any kind of feedback that indicated where they were coming from? Well, they, are, they were all relying on research. Research, research, research. <clears throat> oh, you have this data. Oh, you have the statistics. So how many abortions, uh, they call it unsafe abortions, were carried out in Uganda? How many deaths were happening? But who is giving them these statistics? Which rural woman did they talk to to tell them that our priority is abortion? Who? Which rural woman did they talk to to tell them that contraceptive is what we want? No. Where are they getting their data from? They are saying WHO. They are saying UN. But where, where is the stand of UN in all this? So they are relying on research from Planned Parenthood. I mean, you're going to do a research with already a biased mind? Should I take that research? Should I believe in your statistics? When I continuously engage, if I actually, if I want to lose an election, if I went to my place and I told people, come and line up today, I am distributing contraceptives, that will mark my end of being in parliament because no woman wants to control they want to have their children they know they acknowledge they are poor but they want the government to create for them space to find their money to look after their children not suppressing them not to have their children in any case we have our natural ways of family planning there's a term the first lady of Uganda introduced what we call the, 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 the moon bead. Very natural, very safe, and that is what God wants us to do. Not going into for contraceptives that first of all is going to cause a lot of side effects. Terrible, terrible side effects. For example, bleeding, excessive bleeding, obesity, high blood pressure. Name it, name it, name it. Now, we have unprecedented numbers of cancer cases in Uganda among women. Where is this coming from? Where are all these cancer cases coming from? Especially, you know, cervical cancer. Where is it coming from? These are questions that we have not answered. What kind of pressures are you receiving from foreign governments, particularly Europe, America, Canada, to go down this road to allow for abortion, to allow for contraception, to allow for the LGBT agenda. What kind of pressures do you receive? So now what is the pressure, the kind of pressure that our government are going through is allow for abortion, 
allow for LGBTQ, or we stop funding. We stop funding you, we stop funding your government, and I don't know how long our governments are going to hold on to these pressures. So far, so good. I see many of our government leaders standing firm and saying, you can do away with the funding. We will stand on our own. But I, I don't know how long they, because they match this all as a human rights, a fundamental human right. And today I was told them, who's, who is defining this human right? Is it the 1948 Universal Declaration of Human Rights? Or is it the human rights definition of now, of today, which has completely changed and brought on board all kinds of human rights which I don't even know? It's a different definition altogether. So the pressures are there, not just for governments, but even for members of parliament, even for leaders. You are being threatened with sanctions. You talk about these issues, know very well that the next time you come, they will scrutinize your document very well and they will find all reasons not to give you a visa. Hmm. Yes, hmm. not to give you a visa. So for me, I have told them, I said, well, I have a running visa for Canada. I want to see how they will stop me to, from coming to, if they're really being sincere, we'll put this thing on the table. Can we talk about it openly? You have your disagreement, I have my disagreement. You have your value, I have my value. If your value is in abortion and all this, move ahead with it and leave us. Let us be. Let us be. So we still, we haven't reached that level and we are not about to reach that level because we feel it is not right. So it's not a, it's not a matter of attaching everything to, 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 to support. If you sincerely see my, my, my poverty and you want to help me, is the best thing for you to, to say before before I help you, you must do this? Must you put conditions for assistance? Just a quick note before we return. If you would like to stay up to date on LifeSite's coverage of the latest life, family, and culture news, subscribe to one of our many newsletters by going to lifesitenews.com slash subscribe. And if you'd like to help us bring our truth-telling coverage to millions around the world, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation at give.lifesitenews.com. And now, back to the video. One of the things that in America, because we've been dealing with abortion now for over 50 years, the aftermath, the harm that it causes so many women, not only the physical harm, the physical harm is there as well. Sometimes, I mean, women, even America, where it's, everything is safe, women still die from abortions. But in addition to that, they have years and sometimes decades long psychological trauma from this. And a lot of them can't have children after an abortion. So it, it always strikes me as strange that they're talking about women's rights and helping the women in Africa, and yet they want to bring there what has caused so much suffering here for women, which has harmed women's rights. And when they move from abortion and contraception into the LGBT agenda, then it gets even more bizarre. Because now, women in America, in Europe, in Canada, they're losing all the sports competitions to men. But, oh no, we're not allowed to call them men. They're supposed to be called women now. But they're really men. But yet, 
this is done in the name of and with the backing of many of the feminist groups. So it's complete insanity that's harming women, yet done in the name of trying to help women. Absolutely, John. Absolutely. This is exactly what I was even saying today. It was ridiculous. I had from one of the ladies who was making a presentation and making a case for for war, like a war situation. And she's saying, you know, these women come to us and say, I am pregnant, I was raped. I don't want my husband to know. Can you help me take away this? And I said, this is just a temporary solution. I mean, temporary solution. So what happens when they continue to live together? So you're encouraging a woman to lie to her husband for the rest of her life, something as significant as this, instead of encouraging her to open up to the husband and say, you know what, this is what has happened. Let's move, let's face this together as husband and wife. You are encouraging a woman to go for an abortion, to keep her marriage. Is that really, is that marriage going to be built on truth? No, that's just a temporary solution. And the truth will definitely come out. And it will even be worse. That marriage will definitely scramble. The same thing with abortion. You cannot say that abortion, any abortion is safe. There's no abortion which is safe. Absolutely none. Because the same procedure that you're giving, the so-called safe, is the same procedure this young girl is going to go through. You see, we 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 are only looking at we are only looking at the the temporary shame that a girl or a woman goes through, but we are not looking at the long-term shame and permanent damage that a woman goes through. Can you imagine living with the trauma for the rest of your life? For example, if you aborted this pregnancy and you cannot get any more children. That remains for you forever. And that has caused a lot of suicides among women. You begin to imagine even a child crying. Then you begin to say, oh, by this year, my baby would have been three years. Then the next year, oh, he or she, maybe he, maybe she would have been 10. Maybe, you know, and you live with this for the rest of your life. And nobody, nobody is there because after you have made that decision, they have convinced you to make, make that decision. You are left alone to face it alone. They are not there. They are like rats. When a rat, a rat comes at night and bites your feet, it blows, it makes it feel sweet. When you feel a bit of pain, it blows there. And when it blows, it soothes. You, will, you go back to sleep. That's exactly what these abortionists do. They will, they will, the pain is there, but they will blow air and soothe it, soothe it so well that you will not feel the pain immediately. But when you wake up, you're, you're woken up to a wound in your foot and a lot of pain, a permanent damage on your foot. The rat is nowhere to be seen. You're on your own. Suffering with the pain, suffering with the trauma, suffering with the scar, which nobody will remove.
apart from God. Hmm. That is if you go to God sincerely and ask for forgiveness. What can those of us who are pro-life in the West, in Europe, in America, in Canada, what can we do to help our brothers and sisters in Africa who are struggling so much against this pressure? Help us with as much information as possible. Stand with us. Stand with us because we need you. And this notion that everybody in the West is bad is not true. I've always said we have so many good people in the West. People like you are there who stand with us. Give us information, do research. And that for me matters a lot. What you're doing here, I hear of a life, a match for life here in, uh, in uh, Canada, in, in the US. It keeps us strong. We know we have a cause to fight for. So for us, seeing what you're doing here keeps us alive and it gives us the energy to fight on and not to give up. And for me, this humbles me because you can imagine you are in a very hostile environment, but you still stand tall and say, yes, I stand for this. And for me, that is what matters. That is the lesson I learned, that you may be alone, but you should never shy away from talking the truth in what is right. That for me is the principle. You may be alone, but speak for the truth. Because the truth will always last and it stays long. One thing that Africa has that America has really lost is the strength in its clergy and its bishops. Uh, the bishops of Africa still speak with one voice on all of these hard, hard subjects. In America, that's practically gone. In Canada, that's been gone for a long time. In Europe, it's been gone for decades. When I was just there in Uganda, I spoke with the Archbishop of Kampala, and in, in, in Kenya with the Bishop of Katui, their strength in speaking out was shocking. We in the West receive sort of their preaching and their teaching as something that's so new because we don't hear it here. Do you have a message for the clergy, for religious leaders in America to encourage them to speak out once again? Yes, my message to all the clergy in America and the, the US and Europe, God has put you in that position to give guidance to the, to the nation. It doesn't matter what people call you. It doesn't matter how people perceive you. Stick to the word of God and you will be vindicated. Now more than ever, your voice is needed. Now more than ever, you need to speak out and defend life. Now more than ever, you need to speak out. And I want to repeat this. Now more than ever, you need to speak out, even if you're alone. And that is why we have matters. And that is why we have people who have stood and have made the change. Your voice matters. Honorable Lucia Kello, thank you so very much for your witness, for speaking to us, for coming to Canada to give our parliamentarians a look at the reality of women's rights, at the reality of African 
cultural practice and your beautiful faith. Thank you. Thank you. It was really nice having you. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston from the National Capital of Canada here in Ottawa. May God bless you. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.